Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Home Energy Design 101. How to design a beautiful home and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and life. Who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty, and my team and I do the best damn design in the country. But I'll help you create a beautiful design that is also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone. This is your host, Amanda Gates, and I'd like to personally welcome you to Home Energy Design. Today's show is going to be really fun. I'm going to be doing a live floor plan reading with my good friend and media coach, Jannie Moon. One thing that I've enjoyed immensely about my work is that no matter what the setting I find myself in, corporate world, self-employed world, boutique retail, doesn't matter. Everyone, and I mean everyone, has a little woo in them. And Jannie did not disappoint. When I signed up for my first session with Jannie, we killed nearly an hour just talking about all the woo-woo hippie shit we've done over the years to cultivate self, especially after big life events, goddess circles, high priestess retreats, silent retreats, shamanism, women's circles, astrology, tarot, feng shui, and everything in between. It was seriously a high vibe conversation. What I love most about my life is that the more I embrace this side of myself, my true self, the more I'm attracting the same. Jannie is by far what I'd call an ideal client. She is all in. So far in that I may need to come up with a level two version of a honey heart. The farm, as it's called, is what we will be working on today. But this isn't just any farm. This farm holds sacred space for spiritual workshops, retreats, and all things spiritual. So not only am I going to help her create a honey haven, or maybe it should be called a honey farm. I'm not sure. That may get confusing. But I'm going to help her create something that is sacred, spiritual, and elevates her, her husband, and the farm, and all of the people who come there. Now, just a bit of warning. It'll be a little bit challenging because you're listening to audio and we don't have a visual, so I have done the best I possibly can to explain the layout of this farm. A lot of times when I do these floor plan readings, if you have watched me on Facebook, as many of you have, you know what you're in for. But for those who haven't, this is how a floor plan reading will go down. I will explain to you the overall layout of the home and farm. And then what I will do is I will go through and explain the ramifications of what's showing up. Now I won't be going through and also offering up adjustments. Now this may piss people off, but I'm okay with that. Because here's the thing, the work that I do is highly customized. So that means that I have to go into it with divination, inspiration, and very, very serious consideration. And each space is completely and entirely different. So it, there is no such thing as a one and done. But here's the really cool thing. 
I share with you two of the top five disruptors and how to alleviate them in your home and how to fix them. So don't feel like you're going to walk away with nothing because I'm going to offer up two of my favorite tips so that you can start implementing feng shui on your home today. So without further ado, we're going down the rabbit hole of all things woo, self-development, and feng shui. Are you ready? Hell yeah! Let's get started. Danny Moon said I was fabulous. You are. You are so <laughs> fabulous. It's so interesting and intriguing and super fun and no bullshit. And you've got a little sass and you just have so much personality. <laughs> hey, hey, everyone. This is Amanda on Home Energy Design. And I'm so excited to have one of my friends and clients on, Janny Moon. Hey, hey, Janny. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. And um, I think what's fun about this, for those who are listening today, what we're going to do is um, I'm going to have Janny share a little bit of information about who she is, what she does, and all of that, because I want you guys to get all the warm and fuzzies about how great Janny is. And then what we are going to do is something that I have never done before. So I hope you all feel special is Janny has hired me to uh, feng shui her property up in upstate New York. And we're going to do it live here on the show. So you get to experience it with Janny. So pretty exciting stuff. But yeah. let me back up just a bit. And Janny, I just want you to tell us who you are, what you do, how amazing you are, and all that good stuff. Well, you caught me on a good day, Amanda, because I'm feeling pretty amazing. <laughs> I not long ago. So um, I'm a media coach in New York City. So I train people to be on radio and TV. But then I also have a second business where I do a women's work. So basically, I, I host a lot of women women's retreats. I do a huge gathering called No Goddess Left Behind with 200 women. So we do a lot of goddess work. And we do a lot of this at our property upstate. So this is why getting this reading is so important because we do a lot of ceremonial work. We do a lot of healing retreats. So it's really important you know, for me and my husband to have the energy as clear as possible on this property and land. And... So that's the gist of it. I don't know if you want me to get into the headaches and all this stuff around the land yet. Not yet. Not yet. But I do want to ask, you know, what really got you into this? You know, I think that um, it's funny. I was talking to um, a gal this morning who is uh, actually turned down uh, becoming an attorney um, and instead her name is Laura and she's with this company called spirit and bone out of Colorado. And I'm trying to woo her onto the podcast because I think everybody would love to hear from her. But what I find so fascinating, uh, is the conversation that we were having. She and I were talking about this importance of really having a spiritual practice to create a spiritual and happy life. Like, um, not having a spiritual life just to make life bearable in those like shitty moments, but really cultivating a spiritual practice um, throughout life to make it awesome. And so how did you get into, 
you know, having these, I mean, you have this amazing piece of land that really allows and blossoms into these amazing retreats and stuff. But how did you take us back to getting at to, you know, to this point and wanting to do this work and, and share this gift to the world? I mean, I think a lot of the goddess work and the media coaching is very similar because it has to do with connecting to yourself your voice to each other, whether that is you promoting your brand or whether you're in a circle of women sharing what's in your heart. For me, it really started when I was 28 years old and my Saturn return, for those who may or may not know what that is, but it was a time in my life uh, that was crazy. Basically, my husband left me the same day my sister was killed in a hit and run. And I had a huge wake up call because I realized that I couldn't communicate and connect to anyone. I was in, I, my husband and I were in a sexless marriage and he had several affairs and my sister had and I had been estranged and we didn't really connect very well. I was really asleep, you know, in the matrix until that event really woke me up. And probably the biggest epiphany I had shortly after that was the night before I was supposed to sign my divorce papers. And I saw my face in the TV screen. I saw the reflection of my face and my eyes were so sunken and I had dark circles and I just had all, I just had so much pain on my face and and it was just pouring out of me. And I realized that that is the way my sister looked every day because she suffered from bipolar disorder. And it was a huge aha moment that I just, I had no idea that I was just clueless. Like I didn't know how to love and I didn't know how to really communicate that love. And so shortly after that, you know, it was either sink or swim, and I decided to fight and change my life, and and a big part of that was doing priestess work and circle work with women, which was extremely cathartic and healing, and having women that I deeply love and respect hold an incredible amount of space for me so that I could grieve and express myself, all the ick, right, the anger, the pain, the all of it, all the yucky stuff. And then also led me to media coaching too. It's all interconnected because so much of it has to do with connecting to your voice, to expressing your love, your purpose, you, what you want to share to the world. And that's the long, long and short of it. <laughs> yeah, but holy cow. I mean, for those who are listening, how, well, one, First and foremost, that is one hell of a Saturn return. And for those of you who are listening who don't know this concept of a Saturn return is a Saturn return is something that goes on in our life at approximately 26 to 28 years this occurs. And so our first one is usually around the age of 28 to 32. And so that's when the shit hits the fan. And so... 
Every woman I know has gone through this. I myself went through it. For those who listen to the show, you know that mine was I lost my business. I went through a very catastrophic divorce. I was uprooted. I nearly was homeless. Like we all go through this. There is no one person that does not. And it unfortunately returns again in in our late ages as well because it happens about every 26 years. Amanda, though, I just want to put it out there. I have two friends who on their Saturn return, one started dating a shaman, is traveling the world, and another one started a million-dollar business and has written up in Forbes. So I'm just saying, yo, universe, my next Saturn return needs to show up a little differently. (laughs) Yeah, that was not my Saturn return for sure. Uh, that, that is not what they typically look like. It, it's usually the complete opposite. But good for them for having the damn good karma to be getting some <laughs> really good Saturn return. Holy cow. But I love that you and, and you know, I, I find this true for myself as well, is that what I feel that the point of a Saturn return is really to and how great that you literally had this experience, but really forces us to look in the mirror and say, but is this all there is? You know, what else? And I think it also forces us to, if you're aware enough to say, and how can I serve? What can I do with the talents and knowledge and wisdom that I have or don't have yet, but the wherewithal to do it, to take this and create a change or a movement or do something wisely with it as you have done. So I applaud you for being able to have the courage because sometimes, you know, a Saturn return happens and people fall to their knees and they can't quite get back up. Like it's, it's a struggle for them to find their place again. And I think that's kind of the point is to really show you your strength and and the power within. Um, But how did you, you know, you're at this really bleak place, um, you know, and you obviously had a conscious awakening of what that was going to be for you. I agree. I think that women's circles are extremely cathartic, whether you're going through a Saturn return or just your everyday chaotic life. Um, having a sacred space, you know, I think especially as women, you have to remember that in our hunter gatherer days, we were very tribal and we used to always have, you know, um, communities and tribes that we were, uh, with other women and, and we're able to have an immense support system. And a lot of us don't have that anymore. How did you take that moment, that defining moment and turn it into, do you feel like it was these women's circles or, What do you think that was for you? It was a combination of all the things that I was doing. I literally felt like I had woken up and I needed to do everything and anything I could get my hands on to catch up and wake up further. So I was doing it all. Like I have done every workshop under the sun. I have done some crazy shit, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But like I, I became a fire dancer. I literally learned how to eat fire so I could have more fire in my life. I became a tantra teacher, a kundalini ipsalu tantra teacher because I didn't want to recreate a sexless marriage again. I joined the freaking Peace Corps. I mean, I was on adventure, adventure. I, I studied NBC. I, I just literally took it all like a sponge and just soaked it all up and learned and experienced as much as I possibly could could to try to catch up and I just remember one day waking up being like huh 
I, I don't think I have to try so hard anymore. Like life is good. I feel good. And I've been hosting circles everywhere from Atlanta to Vanuatu, everywhere I went, I started creating these women's circles. And it wasn't until I actually moved to New York nine years ago that I, I fell into media coaching. But they both have been huge parts of my life. How has it been for you to uh, work with other women and to really help them? Um, I mean, you've certainly helped me in a lot of ways, but how do you feel, one, how does that really serve you to help other women? But how have you seen other women who have come to you? Um, do you see that it's commonly the same things that they're coming to you for? Or, you know, I, I can only imagine, I, I feel like in this day and age, a lot of women are lost and feel isolated and, and kind of get wrapped up in their everyday lives. So coming to someone like you can really help them unleash their inner goddess, whether it's through media or just personal development. Yes, thank you. So like in the circle work, I learned that we are definitely moving from the I to the we. I'm a Leo. Like it was the Janney show back in the day. Like I was head priestess. I'm doing these 200 people circles and I'm so greater than now. And I'm like the queen bee and the mama hen, etc. And then as I started to learn and grow, I was like, I was like, wait, this is not right. We all are queens and priestesses and goddesses. And it totally changed the way I do circle work where it's about, us co-creating spontaneous ritual in the moment together as women, as equals. And that is a, that was a huge shift for me because that to me ties into a bigger picture of just our, our evolution. Like together, we have to evolve together all, mm. you know, putting that energy simply. And as far as the media coaching, it just ties into when we're all working together in circle, you know, that we're using our voice, we're empowered. Like I've been in circles where all of a sudden a woman needs a healing and all 10 of us are doing a spontaneous healing on this woman together, like in complete and utter co-creation. And it is magical and powerful and beautiful. And I feel like the way it, I feel like we're tapping into those ancient times where we used to do those types of rituals and ceremonies and view and see each other as women, not in envy and in competition, but as, you know, as, as just powerful goddesses. Mm, I love that. And I agree. I feel like there's definitely the rise of the divine feminine right now. And we are circling back to our roots and what's really embedded in our DNA. We are communal creatures. Um, and I feel like we can rise above together. It is not, you know, we are not an island, we cannot do it all on our own. Um, and I think that I feel like in my women's circles that I do here in Nashville, I feel like with the group of women that I have for my support system is that I leave there feeling like a full cup. Like I feel like I leave there feeling so whole and inspired and motivated. And it is such a sacred space that it can just boost me forward with so many more things than I would able, be able to do on my own. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we're, we're giving each other so much energy and we're lifting each other up and not bringing each other down. And you know, what's so effing unfortunate is like society has taught us to bring each other down as women. We've been taught to compete against each other and we have to unteach that to each other, to our daughters, to our men. 
Without a doubt, we are definitely con- we are conditioned that it's a and it I think it's really up to us. I think that's why so many of us are waking up is that it is our job, our mission, our our purpose to serve is to break that conditioning and really do come back to this idea of circle and, you know, uh helping each other out, really being um like you said, co-creators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So this land that we have has been instrumental in this because I married Lewis, my husband, last year. He'd been doing all kinds of events, yoga, so many yoga retreats, meditation retreats at our farm for seven years. And then I've been bringing in all the goddess work and retreats. And so it's a magical place with so much going on. It has so much good juju, but it, we've definitely had our hardships around this piece of property and and I just want us to be in, al- in alignment with the energy of the land in the house and do whatever we can to, you know, have more abundance there. Which is where I come in. Hey. Yay. Okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, it's a, like Janie said, it's a it's a beautiful piece of property and it has a gazillion things on it. It's like. Um, well, for somebody like woo woo hippie chick over here, this is like freaking Disneyland. Like (laughs) the piece of property has everything from hammock ranch to vegetables. Um, it's got a greenhouse. It's got a barn. It also says coffee and snacks. Who does not love coffee and snacks? Um, it's got a hookah tent, dancing, a chapel, um, a love shack, Hello, hello, um, an orchard. And the list goes on and on and on. I mean, this property is so immensely beautiful and amazing. And um, I can only imagine the things that are going on there. So when we're looking at a piece of property that is big like this, what we first want to do is take a look at the main house. This is like the, the main roots of the property. If we were looking at the matriarch and the patriarch, which is Lewis and Janney, this is where all the energy stems from. So what I want to do really quick is just explain what this main house is about. That way, if you are listening today, whether you're cleaning the house or driving in the car, I doubt that you're just like sitting down and listening to Amanda and Janny. I'm sure you're multitasking because that's what we women do. And men, I'm, I'm going to assume that I have some male, you know, people listening. And if you are male and listen to the show, write me, let me know. Everybody that I hear from, everybody who emails us, everybody who leaves reveal uh, reviews on iTunes is always a woman. So if you are a man, reach out to us. I want to hear from you. All right. So when we're looking at the main house, um, on the left side of the house, we have a garage. And right next to that is where the entrance is. And then um, next to that, we have a kitchen and a living room. And then in the back right corner, we have the master bedroom. In the center, we have another set of bedrooms and a bathroom. And then the back left corner is again, a piece of that garage and also a hallway, which goes right outside. So it's a perfect rectangle. Um, We have the kitchen uh, and the living room towards the front of the house. And then we've got the bedrooms at the back of the house. Now, if you go outside of this main floor, you go up a set of stairs 
and that takes you to the second floor. So yes, you heard that correctly. You have to go outside to get upstairs. And upstairs, there is a large yoga room, a bathroom, and another bedroom. So when I look at this, one of the, there's a couple of things that really stand out to me as a whole. One of the first things that really stands out to me as far as the property goes, when we're looking at a, any kind of property, whether you live in the suburbs or you have an amazing farm like Jannie does, is that we wanna make sure that all of the structures are not independent of the main house. What this is called is we wanna bring home the resources. And so when you're dealing with such a large piece of property, you know, like I was mentioning a minute ago, we've got greenhouses and we've got the main house and a love shack and a chapel and we've got all of these structures on a piece of property. So that means that your resources are scattered they're not attached, they, they're not married to one another. It's like a free-for-all and they're all doing their own independent thing. So that's where you can really get this feeling of feeling a little bit scattered, it's difficult to bring things home and it's really hard to find the resources. It's like that idea of one thing after another and um, if you can imagine all of these outbuildings as being like cats, it's like herding cats right? <laughs> You're trying to get it all to like uh, flow energetically. And so this is where an a, a alignment needs to take place so that everything is interconnected energetically. Now, when we're looking at the main house, one of the big things that jumps out to me is that when you pull up to this main house, like I said, on the left-hand side of this rectangle is the garage, and right next to that is the main door. Now, the way that Jannie has uh, drawn this is that when you walk into the main door, it's basically uh, what's called a mud room, and it also has a back door that's also lined up with it. So when you have a, a front door and back door alignment like that, it's very fast moving energy. That means energy is coming in and going right back out. And so when you're looking at what is called chi or energy, and you have this fast moving uh, energy going in and out, it can deplete the main house because things are moving so quickly, but it also has some ramifications. Um, you can be accident prone if it's moving too quickly, and it can also cause infertility. So the other thing is, is that when you first walk into the house and you look to the right hand side, you're looking straight into the kitchen. And so when you sh look straight into a kitchen like this, I don't know, Janny, this would be something that you would have to let me know. But if you step into this uh, entryway here at the, the farmhouse, when you look to the right, can you immediately see into the kitchen? Uh, well, there's a door there, but if that door is open, you can if the kitchen door is open. How often do you have the door open? Is it pretty much open all the time? Uh, in the summer, yes. In the winter, no. And it's, it's a door that... Um, Swings back oh, and forth? It, no, it's cut in half. So, you know, like we can just lock the bottom, you know, like a fast food window. Almost. Oh, it's a, it's a Dutch door. Yeah, it's one of those. So sometimes we can open the top part so that it does, it can make the kitchen and the mudroom a little bit more connected. 
Okay, so that is a very important detail, folks, as you're listening to this. <laughs> so, and I just want to interrupt as, as I'm talking about this. This is where, um, you know, the legitimacy of feng shui and a, a skilled practitioner really comes in is that when it comes to feng shui, a lot of people think that it's this woo-woo hippie shit where a practitioner comes in, hangs up a, you know, a bunch of superstitious charms and, and like heads out the door and boom, you're feng shui. When it comes to feng shui, first and foremost, it is not a one and done. That would be like you saying, oh, well, I went to the doctor when I was three years old and I'm healed for life. I never have to go again. Because obviously that doesn't happen. You continue to get sick as you go out and change and do different things and go to different places. Feng Shui is, is very similar to that because your goals and intentions over life change. Secondly, I want to bring up that when it comes to Feng Shui, the kind of Feng Shui that I practice is, is it's a very transcendental sense. And for those of you who listen, you hear me throw this word around a lot. It's a big fancy word. But what I'm doing is I'm really paying attention to how energy flows or not flows in a house. So when we're looking at doors, doors represent voices. And so in feng shui, if we have a Dutch door, that means that we have a voice that is split or possibly not heard or things are showing up that could be unexplainable. So, and with it being right at the entrance, that means that it is affecting the whole house. So that might be something, Janny, that we need to look at uh, a little bit further as to how this door might be affecting you, especially since it's right at the front. Like if it's causing a split in communication or um, a split in being heard, or maybe, you know, it's going in one ear and out the other, or, you know, and it may or may not affect you. I should mention that as well. A lot of the ramifications that show up in feng shui are based on one's own personal chi. So I've seen this again and again, and this actually uh, is something that I like to talk about because this occurs a lot with my own parents. My mom is almost never affected directly by the feng shui ramifications of energy flow. It's always my father because he's more sensitive to it and he's... Um, it's not that his chi is weak or it's not as functional. It's just that my mother is very strong and um, she has the ability to um, not be as easily affected. Over time, she's affected, but my father is always, always almost immediately affected. So if I were to look at this, I don't know Lewis very well, but I do know that Janie has been having a lot of health issues. And so over time, something like this could affect Janie quicker because her immune system is down and she's been dealing with other health things. So that would be something where we would just want to make a little side note of, huh, that's something we want to pay attention to. The other thing is, oh, go ahead. I just have a quick question. So would you recommend that we keep that door um, not split and keep it a whole door? Um, no, we just need to do some things. We just need to do some ceremonies around it to give your voice back and make sure that it's not affecting you. So, and that's, I'm really glad that you brought up that question, Jenny, because people who are listening may have a similar question like, oh my God, like I have a door like that. I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, not be heard or my, my voice isn't going to be able to speak up. And I want to mention that everything in feng shui, first and foremost, yes, it does have an energetic uh, ramification. 
not everything, but a lot of things have ramifications, but everything can be fixed. Everything has an adjustment that can be made to heal it so that you get the energy right in your home. So don't panic. Um, the other thing is, is that because you can potentially, like you were saying in the summertime, if you do have that door partially open, that means that you can see into the kitchen. And when the kitchen is one of the first things that you see when you first walk into a home, it just could, uh, it has some implications, not a ton, but sometimes it can lead to overeating. It could lead to digestive issues, um, stomach issues, and it could also lead to an issue that comes up again and again. So in this case, because we're looking at the front door and back door that's uh, aligned, I may have questions to you, Janny, like, are you experiencing an issue with fertility again and again, or being accident prone again and again, or maybe even stomach issues again and again? That's how I would start to piece the story together of what is going on with your life. Does that make sense? Totally. So cool. So... <laughs> me to answer any of those questions yeah absolutely so I've always had in I, I have I always have like bloating gas you know gas whatever like I always have like I feel like digestion stuff and definitely right now my husband and I are trying to have a baby and I've had several surgeries on my uterus to clear out fibroids and septums and things to try to get pregnant and um I don't I've never had a miscarriage that I know of but I don't I don't think I could get pregnant before and then so we're going to try for a few months and then probably move right into IVF in the spring so I'm definitely experiencing all the stuff around infertility for sure and again and again it's coming up again and again right mm-hmm so yeah, that's that's definitely the story of your floor plan in this area. So that would definitely be something that we'll want to work on so that, you know, we can help the energy flow um, to enhance and boost your chances of getting pregnant. Um, so I'm just going to continue to flow through the house here is that as you enter into the, the front door and make a right, You'll then be into the kitchen and the living room, which is all one open space. And the only other, there's only two other things that, um, well, actually three. Um, health, again, I would just uh, have questions, raise an eyebrow, just because you have a lot of um, doorways or, or doors that are in your health area. There's a lot of movement in the center of your home. So when you have a lot of doors and movement in one area, that can just create a little bit of instability. And so because it's falling in the center of your home, that represents health. So that could definitely go back to infertility, the bloating, and then if Lewis is you know, having any issues as well, that could be something that we could look at a little bit closer to try to fix that and, and help alleviate some of those issues. Um, 
For those of you guys who have been listening, I did a podcast on the top five disruptors. I've also written several blog posts about this. One of those disruptors that I always talk about are bathrooms. And you've heard me talk about how a bathroom is a disruptor in your feng shui. It's a modern day convenience. It's not anything that we want to get rid of. None of us want to have outhouses, but it does create a drain on our chi. And the bathroom uh, where it's located in, in the farmhouse, Janny, is it sits in the fame gua when we're looking at the bagua. And so in this area, it can affect uh, maybe your decision making. You might feel indecisive or it might uh, affect clarity. So that's something that we'll want to work on so that, you know, decision making, whether it's for everyday business decisions to getting pregnant to just partnership stuff, we want to make sure that communication is whole and decision making is sharp. So lastly, as far as the downstairs goes, the only other thing that I see that jumps out is um, another disruptor, which uh, in uh, when we're talking about the top five disruptors, uh, one of them is command. And so your bed is out of command, which means that the bed is on the door wall. And when they are laying in bed, they cannot see the door. So when your bed is out of command, it can cause headaches, it can cause anxiety, it can cause insomnia. Um, so it has a lot of health implications, which can also stir things up, um, which could inadvertently also affect your fertility. So that's something that we'll also want to look at just to help so we can alleviate those issues. Are you experiencing any of those things? Um, I definitely sometimes have trouble sleeping for sure, or I wake up frequently. It's probably just because when you're looking at, so the way that this is, is that, uh, again, for those of you who may be cleaning the house or driving, the living room is right on the other side of their bedroom. And so their bed is up against the wall and right next to the right-hand side of the bed is the door and it comes in off of the living room. So living rooms tend to be an active uh, or yang space. So that means that they may be sitting in there, watching TV in there, hanging out in there. So it's a much more active space than a bedroom is. And so with active energy like that and moving up against the headboard, it's movement of a lot of energy. And so when you're dealing with a bedroom, you want the exact opposite. You want it to be a serene space and a peaceful space for rest. And so because your head is up against all that movement, that's where you can get those headaches. That's where you can feel uh, insomnia and things like that. Wow. So cool, Amanda. <laughs> All right, so if we, as I said, when you walk in the front door, it's aligned with the back door. And so if we go out the back door and we make a right, we then see the stairs that take us upstairs. And so the stairs uh, go up there in the, the back middle of the house. And then that's where when we get upstairs, we find a beautiful yoga room. Uh, another bathroom, and then some bedrooms. There's nothing really big going on here other than we have yet again another disruptor, which is the bathroom. So when you have a bathroom, again, it's another uh, drain on your vitality, a drain on, um, in this particular case, it's sitting on your career. So that can cause anything from mood swings to um, it can interfere with uh, judgment again 
and it can also cause issues with career. So we'll want to take a look at that because one of the big issues that you're having is, you know, how do we get this farm in a place where it's churning and burning and you're able to have these really amazing retreats um, and, you know, do the work that you guys really want to do and also do the updates that you want to do to the farm. Is that right? Definitely monetize more with the retreats and then, uh, yes, and, and let that money flow into the, getting the farm with all the things that we have to do with the farm. Yeah, and I mean, it's a big piece of property and you have, you know, there's there's a lot of things that are going on here. So what I would um, say is that the first couple of things that we're really going to want to focus on is really getting all of your resources to come back home really attaching all of these things so that you really feel like you have the resources necessary to move forward and um, collectively be able to monetize this in a really fun and exciting way, but also in a way that um, doesn't seem so hard, like you've got, you know, things going against you. And then also looking at the main house floor plan so that we can really focus on helping get your health back intact and also the fertility issues. That's what I would um, come to you with of let's focus on these three things so that you can start working intentionally on these things to start boosting and enhancing the alignment of energy on your property. Does that make Yeah, so I have two questions. Does the, um, the, out, the stairs leading to the yoga room because it's outside and you have to go outside to get into that space, is that a disruptor or no? It's not really a disruptor, but one of the questions that I did have is, are the stairs spiral stairs or are they just normal stairs? They're not. No, they're normal. But we are about to put in a spiral staircase that's going to lead up there through the garage. Up into the yoga room? Uh, into the attic space that is attached to the yoga room and bedroom because we're going to end up finishing that room and make it more beds. So my recommendation will be we'll need to adjust those stairs because spiral staircases um, actually can be a disruptor. They're not a, they're, yeah. they're not a part of the main five. Um, but if you can envision them being like a corkscrew, it can. And if you put them there, that's going to be in your wealth gua. So it, it could be a, a ramification that could show up that could affect your finances um, and wealth. But the other thing that I would deter for now is just the fact that you are trying to get pregnant. And so when we are uh, talking about feng shui principles in, in our school, it is taught that when you are trying to get pregnant, you're trying to um, create a true incubator, so to speak, or a, a nesting space for what's called a Ling particle. And so Ling is the soul and it's it Ling particle is where we first start be, before we, you know, come into these meat suits called humans. And so when you start to remodel or do any kind of changes to a house, you're disrupting the energy flow and creating a ripple in the matrix. So what I will often tell people is that if you can imagine a pond, a very beautiful still pond, and you start throwing rocks in it or boulders in it, what happens? It starts to disrupt the water and it starts to create ripples. And that's what remodeling does to a home. So it can just make it a little bit harder to get pregnant when you're disrupting the energy and, and basically causing a vibration within the home. It's harder for that child to connect or um, 
stick to the womb, so to speak. Does that make sense? Totally. And I know you're probably about to get into this, but I'm so impatient. Like, what are (laughs) the practical things that we can do right now to help with the infertility energy in our home? Um, Well, one of the things that we're going to want to look at is that front door, back door alignment. So what I'm going to have you do is uh, perform some ceremonies. And so I'm going to, what I'll do is I'll send you some of the ceremonial work that I do. Um, And it'll be much the same for the property itself. And so I know that for those who are listening, they're like probably sitting on the edge of their seat and chomping at the bit. They're like, oh my God, give this out now. I want to do this. I have the same thing. And here's the thing. I am not going to uh, give any specifics on what's going on with Janie's property. And I know that's a huge disappointment and that's what everybody wants to hear. But here is the reason why. I am going to customize very specifically for Janie what to do in this particular case because this is a very specific layout to her home. We have what's called uh, kind of the trifecta here with the way that things are laid out based on uh, her layout, where her bedroom is, where the front door is, and where the kitchen is. And so this particular lineup there may be one in a gazillion that may have this specific thing and so i have to be very careful that somebody doesn't say oh my gosh i have a front door back door alignment so i'm going to do this too uh and then you do it and you don't get the results and then you blame the feng shui and i hate that because i want everybody to get the results that they deserve and get the um energy alignment correct in their home so that they can see the magic unfold like everybody else does but I will leave you with this because this is something that I always share with people that is an easy fix for the disruptors that we've been talking about today because I don't want you to feel like you're leaving empty-handed and thinking, oh my God, I just wasted 30 minutes of my life listening to this and I'm getting nothing out of it. First and foremost, when we are looking at bathrooms, this is something that we all have. So in Janie's case, what I'm going to recommend to her is to put a mirror over her door so that it eliminates or distracts the chi so that it doesn't go down the drains. So if you have, obviously, most of us do, a bathroom or several bathrooms, this is something that you can very quickly and easily do to eliminate the drain on your chi in that area of your life and in the area of your home. Secondly, the other disruptor that she has, which is her oh, bed. Amanda, I just quick question. Is that mirror on the inside of the door or the outside of the bathroom door? That's going to be on the outside of the door. And then secondly, the bed out of command is another thing that is very easy to fix. It's not where we have to completely disconfigure the room and change it around. All we have to do is place a mirror and and again this is hard to see because you guys don't have the floor plan in front of you but all i need to have Janie do is place a mirror in her room so that when she is laying in bed she can look into the mirror and see the door so that it basically picks up the reflection of the door so if you have either of these bathroom or your bed desk or stove is out of command all you need to do is fix it with a mirror So hopefully with those two tips, you feel like you're walking away empowered with something that you can do immediately today to help start shifting the energy alignment within your own home. 
I love those. And then Amanda, real quick, like you're giving me these tailor-made ceremonies, which I am so excited about. But what do you tell people who are like, eh, ceremony? I don't know how to do my, how, like, I can't do my own ceremony. Are these easy? Are they, you know, well, can anybody do them? Anybody can do them. But that is such a great question, Jani, because what I typically do is when I do a feng shui consultation, I customize everything for the specific client. And I usually have uh, an idea of their personality. And so I know that you are open, willing and ready to do anything <laughs> that I throw at you. Um, Amen. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> sacrifice like a small animal. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Maybe a virgin. <laughs> so yeah, I you know, I, I everything that I do because the, the energy, your personal energy is entirely different than somebody else and so is your home's energy. So yes, I customize everything. So what I tell you to do is not what I'm going to tell the next person to do. And the, you know, 20,000 other people that I've worked on, everybody's had something different because it's customized specifically to them. Um, there's not a lot of um, things that are repeated. That's why I love the top five disruptors, because those are five things that I do see again and again. And those five things are typically the five things that I do as far as adjustments again and again. So if you don't know what I'm talking about and you have no idea what the hell the top five disruptors are, go back to that podcast and listen to those. And also go to the website gatesinteriordesign.com because I have a ton of blog posts there as well. But when we're looking at Janie's piece of property, the, the main thing here is, is that I am going to have her do ceremony. And so if that is something that you are not comfortable with, I will typically recommend that you hire me personally and we do it together. And so I do have a lot of clients here in Nashville that will say, oh gosh, mm, I don't know if I can do that. But here's the thing. When it comes to ceremony, there's no wrong or right way to do it. That's the, that's the beauty of this. And I'm sure, Janie, you experienced this in your goddess circles. There's no wrong or right way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just think you're fabulous, Amanda. I'm having all kinds of ideas. I hope you do a podcast on how to clear negative energy and like exorcism of icky stuff. <laughs> Well, I do have a blog post on that, but that is a fantastic idea. I can I can expand on that and do a, a great podcast on that. That's a great idea. We'll make a note of that. Um, but when it comes to ceremony, I feel like a lot of people get a little worked up and worried that they're going to do it wrong. And here's the really great thing. Ceremony is whatever you make of it. And the most important ingredient, this is what we are taught again and again in my school of feng shui, is that the most important thing around ceremony is intention and sincerity. So if you go into it with an open, genuine heart, your results are going to be 150% effective. If you go into it with, this is absolute woo-woo hippie shit, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, and this isn't going to do anything, guess what? You're right. It's not going to work. That comes from one of my favorite quotes from Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So I know that Janny is going to go into this with 200% excitement <laughs> because she is on board with everything that I do. Right, Janny? Yeah. I owe uh, 200 in a gazillion percent. <laughs> I'm so excited to get my ceremony. I want to videotape it. 
<laughs> you absolutely, you can. I want, I want you to uh, tape it. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. I think that would be fantastic. I, yeah, I would love to see them in action. I think they're so in, that's so interesting. And I love how you explain it because it, I, I completely agree with you. It is about the intention. But how do you, what do you tell people who are like, I want to be in my heart about it. I want to believe and have a good intention, but I still can't help but like think this is like woo woo hippie shit. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And I have talked about this on the podcast as well. I was just down in Baton Rouge and I worked with a Pentecostal Christian and that was one of her things that she said, you know, I am just not sure. I am highly, highly, you know, faith oriented and I've been going to church my whole life and I'm just not sure that I want to be a part of witchcraft or voodoo or whatever the hell this is. And first and foremost, it is, you know, whatever you give it the name of, you know, is what it's going to be for you. But all you have to do is approach this. And this is from Christian faith. All you have to give me is a mustard seed of faith. And that is all God asks you to show up to church with is just give him or her a mustard seed of faith and they will take on the rest. And so first and foremost, if you are absolutely against everything that I do and you're not sure about this, then I would say you're probably not ready and don't have enough of an open heart to work with someone like me. It's going to give you the effect of what I call is a kinked hose. You're going to receive some of the benefits, but you're not going to receive all of it. So I can maybe help you open up that hose if you're open and willing to be curious about what it could possibly be for you. So I feel like as long as you give me that mustard seed and are open-minded you're going to get 150% results because your curiosity, sincerity, and genuine nature will carry you through the intention of anything and everything that you do and will show up with whatever it is that you put out. So I think as long as you approach it with that, you're going to get something. That I, is beautifully said, Amanda. It's yeah. the magic. And who doesn't want magic in their life? Absolutely. And just again, I am so grateful to you and your wisdom and your knowledge and all the information you gave me today. Wow. I can't wait to share this podcast with Lewis, my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, everyone, I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. I want to thank you for listening in. Um, if you have questions or comments, be sure to, you can reach out to me and email me at let's chat at the gatescompany.com. You can find more information on gatesinteriordesign.com. Um, you can also go to iTunes, leave us a, a review or subscribe and, you know, reach out to Janny. If you've got questions or anything, Janny, where can they find you? So you can look up our farm at www.growingheartfarm, and you can also find me at www.jannymoon.com, and then you can find me on Instagram at goddessmoonsistars, that's S-I-S-T-A-R-S. I love it. I hope all of you have enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. Janny, how are you feeling? I feel great. I'm super excited to get 
the ceremonies and try this out and report back to you. I am too. And so be sure that you do that so that we can, maybe what we'll do is um, at the end of January or February, depending on how, I mean, this is a big piece of property. So I'll give you some time. Maybe what we'll do is we'll hop back on here and you can talk about the processes and what you did, your experiences. I think that's half of it is just how you feel about it and how you experience it, especially being on the land. Um, but we'll come back on here and you can share with the audience, you know, your experience with doing all this work and, and what has shown up for you. That sounds great. Thank you again so much, Amanda. In closing, I want to leave you with this. You cannot cultivate self if you do not cultivate home. And Jannie, oh, she is no exception. She is all in and she is willing to do the work. And I am so excited about that fact. Living a spiritual life is not a one size fits all. Today was a testament to that. I know many of you were probably expecting me to prescribe one-size-fits-all adjustments for Janie's home so that you could implement them too. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Everything I do is sacred and cultivated from divination, inspiration, and careful consideration. That, my friends, is a true spiritual practice that honors the divine. It's also responsible for the teachings that I've been taught for the last 20 years. This information is close to the chest, and it is believed that only those with good karma are the ones that find the Grand Master that's willing to teach them. To me, you shouldn't create a spiritual practice just so that you can bear life. You need to create a spiritual practice to build a beautiful life. So do everything that you can today and moving forward to build yourself the best damn beautiful life you can. Thanks, everyone. This is Amanda Gates on Home Energy Design. Thank you for joining me on this amazing podcast today with Jannie. You can find me at GatesInteriorDesign.com and all over social media. All right, everyone. Trust the vibe because the energy never lies. <laughs>